welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. mighty one indeed. You are the mighty one. Great and mighty are you, Lord. You cannot be compared. You cannot be compared. We started to talk about the simplicity of greatness and how that you and I can do big things with God. And that we said that greatness is a signature of God it's a signature of Christ and it's expected to be a signature of every child of God of every child of God it says I and the children that the Lord have given to me we are for signs and wonders signs and wonders signs and wonders said Jesus a man approved of God who went about doing good. A man approved of God by miracles, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. You cannot be a sign and a wonder if you're not attempting great things. And greatness is not a tool to oppress. Witness is not achieved or attained because you want to oppress other people. No. When you recognize that you are a sign and you're a wonder, greatness naturally flows through you. So if the Bible says that I and the children the Lord have given to me, we are for signs and wonders. It means that when I stand, I will be a sign and I will be a wonder. That everything that comes out of me will be a sign and a wonder to the people all around me. And that everywhere I find myself, I will carry that representation of God as a sign and a wonder to my nation, to my world. That everywhere I find influence, I will be a sign and I will be a wonder. I'm not competing for other people's space, no. I'm only saying that I was created to be a sign and a wonder. And that people will look at me and say that I'm a wonder. People would look at me and marvel. Not because of me primarily, but because of the one who lives in me. That has made me a sign and a wonder. So everywhere I show up as a sign and a wonder, I represent the one who is a sign and a wonder. So by that definition, I am not disqualified from greatness. By that definition, I'm a candidate for greatness. Not because of my personal ambition, but because of the one who lives in me. The one who has anointed me. The great one lives inside of me. And if the great one lives inside of me, then I should exhibit greatness. It's only normal and natural for every child of God to exhibit the greatness of the God who lives inside of you. It's only normal. It's only normal. So I'm not pushing for greatness because... I want to top the ranks or be part of the people that are numbered. No, I'm pushing for greatness because greatness is pushing for me from the inside out. Greatness is calling me. And when greatness calls, it finds expression in different places. I call them, or rather it's called the, the, the seven mountains of influence. It finds expression in different places, in media, in politics, education, religion, 
It finds expression everywhere. So whoever you are as a child of God, that greatness is calling to find expression somewhere. And you have to identify it. You have to identify it. And the earlier you do, the better. The reason because as children of God, sometimes we like to leave certain things and say, okay, let's not go into this space. Because either we don't have authority there or we are submitting to some other people's authority. Some other people's authority. And because of that, we just like to stay in the church. And just stay within the confines of the church. Just stay within our studying of scripture, our praying, and our speaking in tongues ability and all that. And then we joy in the fact that we fasted 40 days and we fasted 60 days. But then it has no power to them that are without. It has no power. So our fasting cannot be recognized outside. Our praying cannot be recognized outside. Our giving cannot be recognized outside. So if all that we do ends within the church walls, then it's questionable. It's questionable. Because the one who is great and lives inside of you is not like that. No, it's not like that. When God wants to show forth his goodness and his greatness, he shows it to the world. When he wanted to create the sun, he created the sun and the whole world could see it from everywhere. When he created the stars, he created the stars and the whole world could see it from everywhere. The clouds and everything, the whole world could see it from everywhere. It means that God is not prone to doing things quietly. No. His tendency, natural disposition is such that when he does something, he does it big. He does it big. So that the whole world will see. The whole world will see. That same God that does great things lives inside of you. And every time he comes to talk to you, gives you a prophecy, gives you a word, gives you an encouragement, is to bring you to a place of greatness where the world will recognize you. To bring you to a place of influence where the world will see the stuff you are made of. Gives you an idea, gives you a business uh, concept. It can start small, does not mean it should end small. Is someone hearing me? It can start in your bedroom. Doesn't mean it's going to end in your garage. No. But that's where it started. But the great one that lives inside of you will begin to engineer you from that point to bring out the greatness that is in you. Because he's a great God. And he's not going to take permission from your neighbor because your neighbor is doing the same thing. So you step back. No. No. He's a great God all by himself. Jesus said, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to my father. Greater works. So after we've prayed, after we've fasted, after we've spent time in the presence of God, there's something called great works. Greater works. That he wants and expects you and I to do. By virtue of the things that we are about, the place that he has called us to, the place of influence that he has called us to. I want to talk about two of those places today. Two of those places. Last week I talked about the mountain of economy and business. How that Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream 
And by virtue of God's grace upon him, he dominated that space by virtue of the grace of God upon him. At the time, the Bible says that Pharaoh inquired of the magicians and the philosophers and the people at the time there. So it means that there were people in the field, in that same field. There were people there that had skill, knowledge, ability. That that's their profession. That's what it, because if it was not their profession, Pharaoh would not have asked them. That was their profession. So it doesn't matter who is doing what you're doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. When greatness is calling for you, it doesn't take into cognizance how many people are in that business or how many people are doing what you're doing. No. Because when you begin to submit to that power and that authority, you are relinquishing the greatness inside of you. I say, oh, that space is saturated. There are too many people doing it. But you know that's what God has called you to do. Why not focus on it alone? Irrespective of the number of people doing it. The problem is, when you keep looking at what other people are doing, and not focused on what God is asking you to do, you can make progress. Because what you're doing is, you're fashioning the pattern that God has given you according to other people. No. He told Moses, he said, see that you do everything according to the pattern I showed you on the mountain. I showed you. There's a reason for that. Because what I called you to do, Moses, is unique. It's different. Don't look at another pattern. Look at the pattern that I've called, that I've showed you on the mountain. And follow that pattern. It will lead you to greatness. As long as I'm the one asking you to do it. As long as I'm the one asking you to do it. And it doesn't matter even if what God is asking you to do, nobody has done it before. It's still okay. When Noah built the ark, no one had built an ark before. That was a recipe for disaster. Something no one had done before. No one had done it. How can this be great? There is, you know, they tell us now, find a mentor, find a find someone who has done what you are doing. Who does Noah want to find? Who has done it before that will teach him, instruct him? Who had um, led the children of Israel out of Egypt before? Who? Who had built an ark before? So sometimes when we can't find people who have done something that God is asking us to do, we feel that it's impossible. So if Moses were to be in this time and was following motivational teaching to say that find a mentor or someone who has done what you're about to do and then he can't find anybody. But here is God saying, I am the definition of greatness and all things. As long as it's coming from me, I'm the one that I've done all things before. So I've given you a pattern, I've given you a picture, I've painted something for you. And that thing carries greatness. It carries greatness. Say, see that you do it according to the pattern that I showed you on the mountain. There is a path to greatness. Beyond observing people, beyond looking for mentors, there is God who is the author and the finisher of your faith. There is his idea where that greatness originates from. Even if you can't find someone to follow, follow the one that knows all things, sees all things. Because Jesus said, greater works than these will you do also. As long as you believe in me, you will do great works. You will do great works.
great works he will do. The second mountain I want to talk about is the mountain of media. That's influence, mind and control systems. Every time you turn around and look around you, there is something talking to you. There is some advert. There is some information being thrown at you. There is something suggesting something to you. There's something telling you about a product, telling you about a service, telling you about an idea. There is something projecting a thought to you. That is forming the way you think, the way you imagine, the way you embrace life, the way you envision life. There is something talking to you. And the stronger the voice, the stronger your you, you can easily believe it. The stronger. You sat down with people to talk with them before. And all their facts is from what, what's our broadcast. And you see them talking so confidently. Do you know that monkeys are the ones opening the gates in Asurok now? Monkeys, yes. They brought those monkeys from Zimbabwe. And they are talking so confidently. Why? Because a message like that had gone around and it looks believable. That's influence. That's influence. Something like that had gone around. And because it's gone through a medium that looks verifiable, then maybe it could be true. The loudest voice is not always the right voice. It's not always the right voice. Just because something has been said over and over again doesn't make it true. No, doesn't make it true. But what do you expect? They have influence. So where does that leave you and I as children of God? Why do we have to allow the greatness within us to come out? So that we can influence that space and control what goes out and what is said. What is said? Sometimes you, you, we don't want to say some things on social media because you know what they say? They will come for you. So when you find somebody just put up a video and saying rubbish, you just wakapas. If I comment now, ah, internet trolls will come for me. And people have opinion. Oh my goodness. And they don't need to know whether your opinion is right. Once your voice is loud. Once your voice is loud. Do you know how many people have have gone into error, taking advice from media, advice that doesn't make any sense. People who have failed marriages are giving relationship advice. People who beat their spouse are giving relationship advice. And you see them, 30,000 followers. And you'll be like, let's follow him. He must know something. <gasps> because he has 30,000 followers. No. But it's influence. So if you and I are not influencing the media space, then we're submitting to that energy that is flowing around. That is flowing around. So anybody can come up and say anything. And then we just accept and believe. Why? Because the person has a large follow followership large followership. Somebody did an election. Was contesting for a position. The person had about um, about 30, 30 plus thousand or more. No, more than that. Maybe a couple of hundred thousand or so followership on social media. When the person contested for the election, I'm not sure there are up to 100 people that voted. So the question is, who is following you? Why are they following you? Because when it comes to life and things that matter, we will know who is following you. When it comes to life, we will know who is following you. 
So God wants us to influence that space. I was, I was listening, I was watching a, a, a video of a lady who deliberately um, went blind because she said while she was growing up, she identified as a blind woman. So she, there was a chemical or something she used to put it in her eyes so that she would go blind. That's the society we that's, that's the world we're living in now. So I identify as a blind person, so let me go blind. Let me go blind. And then she, she, she went blind. She went blind. The other one said I identified as a cripple. So she started using wheelchair. Nonsense rubbish. But if you and I are not influencing that space, what happens is the loudest voice becomes the norm. Becomes what is accepted. Becomes what is accepted. In Jesus' day, he was the loudest voice. He caused a commotion. He was the loudest voice. He spoke when he had to. Ephesians 2 and verse 2. It says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. The prince of the power of the air. The course of this world. So there is the control over the media space. The prince of the power of the air. Control everything that is said. And then when they say it long enough, we begin to believe it. Because it's been said everywhere. It's been said everywhere. But you and I know better. You and I know better. And people can influence the media space anyhow they choose to can influence it change narratives change perceptions and then you believe it because it's the loudest voice it's the loudest voice so you have a product you have a service you have an idea and your voice is not out there there's a problem you are submitting to the prince of the power of the air submitting to the cause of this world your voice is not out there Every other person speaking is speaking from their point of view. And not all of them are correct or accurate or right. But because what is truth is not out there, what is a lie becomes truth. Because everybody is saying it. Everybody is doing it. That becomes the truth that we're all embracing. And you'll find believers too. Teaching such things because it is the loudest voice. It's the loudest voice. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 11. Something happened when Jesus died. It says, while the women went on their way, some of the soldiers guarding the tomb went back to the city and told the chief priest everything that had happened. The chief priest met with the elders and made their plan. They gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say that his disciples came during the night and stole his body while you were asleep. And if the governor should hear of this, we will convince him that you are innocent and you will have nothing to worry about. The guards took the money and did what they were told to do. And so that is the report spread around by the Jews to this very day. Influence. Influence. 
influence. Jesus died. He rose. But some people that had influence got together and said, we can change the narrative. We can decide to call it what we want. They had money. They had power. They controlled the media space. They owned television houses, radio stations and everything. You can say, say this and say that. Influence. If you go to North Korea, Everything they know is what the government tells them. They don't know anything of their own. Radio station, controlled by the government. TV station, controlled by the government. Everything they know. The average North Korean hits an American with passion. Never seen an American before. Never been to America, but hits America with passion. Why? The government has told them Because someone controls that. That's the same thing that happened here. So Jesus died. He said, come. This is what you should say. And spread the story around. Spread the story around. So imagine now God is calling you to the media space. Or calling you to... I mean, you have the grace. And when you talk to people about relationship or talk about career, people are liberated. But nobody knows you anywhere. And you are leaving that space to people who say rubbish. People who say rubbish. And nobody's hearing about you. Nobody's hearing about what you have to say. You are skilled at something, good at something. And nobody knows it. And people in that industry are suffering from error. Because the one who has truth and has the right thing is not in that space. So what happens is the world is left to submit to mediocrity and receive from, from people who don't know anything. And then you accept it. And then you complain and wonder, oh, why are people be... I, I, I watched a lady who all she does on social media is to teach people etiquette. Etiquette. How to talk. How to behave when you go for a dinner, how to sit down. And that's all she does. Some other person can come up and say, just come as you are. Nothing do you. Nothing. And then because the person has one million followers, everybody say, okay, we too will come as we are. Nothing. Do not. Nah. But someone says, look, that's not right. That's not right. That your voice is loud doesn't make it right. So, but I know what is right. I can teach people what is right. I can tell them what is right. I can change the narrative gradually. Gradually. Because people are controlled by what they see. Who you are today is a result of the programming that has happened to you from birth. Nothing more, nothing less. The programming you have received consciously and unconsciously. The things that have entered into your ears and your heart. Growing up, up until now, it has formed who you are. And the things you are hearing now and you are exposed to now will form who you will be in future. Whether you like it or not. No, you don't need to do anything about it. Just stay under that atmosphere. It will form you. It will form you. That's why we tell people, after a while, being in church, there's some transformation that should have happened to you. Hearing over and over and over, the word that is able to change you from the inside out. Change you. And set you free completely. The same thing happens on the outside. The world projects images, projects thoughts, projects things to us. We see them, we hear them. And over time, they form who we are. And you're asking yourself, how did I become like this? It's your exposure over time. Because someone is controlling that space. Controlling the mind. It says, Romans 12, it said, be not conformed to this world, in verse 2. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? 
the things you are exposed to the things you hear you listen to you expose yourself you read the videos you watch the suggestions that is thrown at you suggestions keep throwing at you keep throwing at you suggestions suggestions and then people term it to be that oh the devil is all powerful is the devil's work is it the devil listen I said it last week that the only weapon the devil has is deception and fear. That's all. Once he can put that fear in you, the reason you believe witches and wizards have power over you is because you've heard it, watched it, listened to it over time and transformed the belief system in you. Simple. There's nothing else. That's the only reason. And whatever you believe, it happens. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. So the devil is very powerful. Oh, Pastor, ah, there are wicked people in this world. Oh, ah, if you jam them, listen to me. If anybody wants to be wicked, can they be more wicked than the devil? Let's, let's be sincere now. Who is their master? Can they be more wicked than him? But guess what the Bible says in Revelation 20? It said the devil, when he's bound and cast away, that he will no longer do what? Deceive the earth. That's the only thing. That at that time, when he's bound, he will bound so that he will no longer deceive the earth. He didn't say he will no longer oppress the earth or kill them. He said deceive. That means that's his only, that's the only thing he's been doing. Deception. Deception. That's the only thing he's been doing. That's the only power he has. Deception. And deception comes by media. Things you're exposed to. Suggestions. Things he shows you, tells you. Imprints in your heart. And then you believe it. And then your life takes that pattern. Your life takes that toll. Your life is fashioned after that pattern because you believe it. Not because it's true, no. Because you believe it. Growing up, every September, I fall sick. Every September. So I got to believing that September is a sickness month for me. So once it's August and getting to September, I begin to expect to fall ill and then lo and behold boom I fall ill year in out year in out year in out so one day I said to myself could, what could cause this what's the problem and I began to study God's word and I realized that these things ought not to be so that's what Jesus said to them. He said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, ought not this woman, being a child of God, be free from this thing? And then when I came to knowledge, accurate knowledge, truth of God's word, it began to change my thinking, change my narrative, September will come, September will go. No sickness. I received knowledge, information that set me free. But before then, a programming had happened that had given me a thought pattern that this is how life is. The same thing with poverty, the same thing with lack. There's some people that can never believe Wealth is possible. Riches are possible. They can never believe it. Why? Because they've been programmed that way over a period of time. Over a period of time. That is not easy to get anything. That everything you have, you must work for it. You must pay for it. You must suffer for it. Because why? You have a father. You have a mother who had told you over time that look, nothing in this life is free. Don't expect anybody to give you anything. Everything you have, you must work for it. Program like you, you like that. And then you grow up with that, understand that mentality. 
And that becomes your life pattern. Because someone has influenced and controlled your mind in that space. In that space. But as children of God, we have the Spirit of God within us. And greatness is inside. We can't submit to that low-level thinking. No. We have to rise above it. And take dominion in that space. Take dominion in that space. I talked about three things in the first service that would help you. One of them is to have influence with God. You have influence with God. The Bible talked about Jesus that in the morning he will rise up and then he will go to a quiet place and pray and spend time with him. Spend time with him. There's nothing you can do about the media space in the world, but there's everything you can do about your own media space. The things you are exposed to, the things that you receive, there's something you can do about it something. Have you ever been in, into, a, into a shop before and they are playing a particular kind of music and then when you leave that place, you get in, you want to sing worship song, go through, 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 through. You want to sing worship song and the thing that came out from your mouth is they never saw you coming. And you almost made it a worship song. They never see me coming. It doesn't make it a worship song. <laughs> But something had influenced your mind. A programming had happened unconsciously. There was a video of a girl like that who was in a rehearsal. I was trying to sing a song and then she sang one song. Like, what was that song she sang? Yes, yeah, she sang Adele's song. And it was worship. I was feeling the anointing. Before I knew that, it was that kind of song. Later she realized that, oh, what am I singing? That's influence. That's influence. That's influence. People come around you. But the influence you have of the spirit is meant to be greater than what they carry. So you shouldn't be afraid that the world will influence you if your mind has already been influenced with God. Hmm. You shouldn't be afraid. It's when you've not spent time with him and he has rubbed off on you that you'll be afraid of their influence. I mean, people should come around you and talk with you and then they live there with a residue from you. Not you living with a residue from them. That's influence. That's influence. Because you understand what you carry. You understand what you carry. When people talk with you for there are people who when they sit down to talk with other people they are believers who tongue talking holy ghost moving believers but five ten minutes of discussion with somebody else you can't sense any holy not even ghost in in them you can't sense it you don't need to mention holy ghost or god or jesus in a conversation with somebody before they know you carry something the very utterance that proceeds from you carry grace. As you are talking, they, they themselves will ask you, are you a pastor? Because the vibes that is coming from you, that thing you carry is tangible. They see, they recognize it. But they don't see it in the form that you see it. They see it in another form. They see it in and that form, when they see it, they begin to ask that because this thing can only come by association with this other higher power. That's how it can come. There was a man, this true life story. He was working in a very big organization. It was top level management. So they had a problem with the board. In the board, they were trying to solve a problem. And he would, he went before God and asked God for the solution to this problem. 
And God gave him the solution. When he got to the board meeting, they were discussing. He said, so this problem we're trying to solve in this company, we've not been able to solve it. And he said, excuse me, I think I have a plan. He laid down the plan for them. And they were like, wow. By the time the meeting was done, one of the directors called him aside and said, oh boy, come. Which click you did? Meaning, which of the cults do you belong to? He said, because that thing that you said, they used to bring it for us. So which of the cults did you belong to that they brought it to? And he laughed and smiled. And he said, the God of my father brought it to me. Brought it to me. Because it doesn't come easy like that. So there are certain places you get to. If you, have not if, don't, if you don't have influence with God, their own influence will rub off on you. Go and ask people in top management in Shell. Someone was telling me, my neighbor was telling me, he said, you get to the office, they will offer you position, promotion. Say people are rejecting promotion. Say why? The last person that sat on that seat saw hell. They came for him from every angle. Because there are certain levels and places you get to that if you don't know something, you can't stay. That's why you see people run to join a cult or something or some fraternity. You need to have influence with God so that they are not influencing you. Because your greatness will take you to heights and levels. Understand that. It will take you to heights and levels. One of my friends who contested for local government chairman, he said there was a particular guy contesting for, for a position. They are in the same party. He said he spoke with the guy 3 a.m. in the morning. By 7 a.m., the guy had died. He told me, say, Pastor, in this political business, you have to know something. Either you know God or you know something else. Influence. You have to know something. So imagine you, you don't have influence with God. You've not gone to spend time in his presence. And you are coming out to sing or to talk or to give a speech or give a presentation in your office. And you think everybody likes you in your office. You are joking. You are joking. You have a product. You have a service. You have, a, you have an idea. And you are trying to present it to a people. And people are not patronizing. And you think, you think that it's just ordinary. No, have influence with God. Have influence with God. Once you've had your influence with God, you don't have a problem. You don't have a problem. And then number two, you stay within your assignment. Stay with it. God has called you to something specific. Don't try to be like other people. No. There's something specific God has called you to do. Stay within that assignment. Because in that assignment is the grace. Your grace is located in that assignment. In that assignment. Stay within that assignment. And then have people that would walk with you. Don't walk alone. Raise men. Raise people. When God would have Moses build the ark, he sent people to him. The ark of the covenant, the tabernacle, he sent people to him. He said, I've anointed this person for this. I've anointed this person to do the, the, the blinds. I've anointed this person for curtains. I've anointed this person for all kinds of woodwork. God has people anointed for you in every space that he has called you to. Look at them. Those are people that will fight for you in troubled times. Just like David. The people that came to him, disgruntled, all kinds of people. But later, they became the mighty men of David. The mighty men of David. 
And then of course there is the mountain of religion. That's cultural systems, beliefs. And everything that relates to humanity and our spirituality. And then of course sometimes our values as well. Sometimes our values. Do you know that there is a debate right now to change the expression of God from he to they or to them or whatever they want to do because they felt that I mean what makes God a woman or a man that it is a gender biased I mean come on. you don't know what's going on in this world that to express God as father and he is gender biased And you and I are here, lifting holy hands. Mighty one. And some people are determining how you will call that mighty one. Some people are determining it. And then God has been talking to you and telling you that, look, you need to get into this space. And you're like, I just feel the presence of God. That presence you are feeling is not for you to feel it and stay. It's for you to take the power, everything, carry it, enter that space, drop it, and let them scatter. Let them scatter. Let them scatter. One of the reasons people liked Trump during that election was because of some of the Christian values he fought for. And he was bold enough to say it. That hey, we are returning Bibles to the schools. But now abroad, you don't read Bible. No. They've taken away Jesus, taken a lot of things away from it. Away, away. The culture has been influenced. The religious culture has been. Back in the day, the church was the loudest voice in politics. Back in the day back in the day. They wouldn't do anything without asking the church. But now they will do it and tell us what to do. You see, you are in Africa. Eh? You are enjoying church. Oh, honestly. You are enjoying church. You are enjoying church. See, we can have church now. We can, we can decide to park in the parking lot, fill the parking lot, then park from here down to YKC, then park on that other side. Try it abroad. By the time they find you, you will just close down the church. Peacefully. Peacefully. Because certain people are influencing that religious space. Influencing it. So when God has called you to places of authority where you make decisions, laws and policies, understand why he's calling you there. Understand it. It's not to say that you have arrived. No. It's the greatness of God inside of you that is trying to find expression. It's that greatness that wants to find expression. Joel chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, So shall ye know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine and the hills shall flow with milk and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim. It will come from the house of the Lord and water everywhere. Micah chapter 4 and verse 1 says, But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills. And people shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways and will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth out of Zion. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. But you and I understand that that narrative is somehow being changed right now. It's somehow being changed. 
Right now, it's even, it's even difficult to associate and present your, your appellation as, as a pastor or as a man of God, as a servant of God. You see people all over social media talk about pastors anyhow. When I see those comments, I quickly just move away because my heart can't even capture it. And they're so bold to talk about the people that you reverence and, and would call father and all that. See somebody boldly saying, that Bishop Oedeko is a criminal. And I'm like, ah, it came out of your mouth. You're not even afraid of fear. <laughs> you know the fear of fear? Eh? It came out of your mouth. Someone look at Pastor Deboye and say, that man is a thief. That's what it is. It is what it is. Influence. Influence. The church has power. The church has influence. And it rests on you and I. And sometimes we're even the problem of our problem. You see your own fellow brother. All of a sudden, the brother or the sister does something wrong. The church, the first person to castigate. The church, the first person to pull that person down. How can you, brother John, that head the prayer unit, how can you? And then the next thing, the church board put up their statement. But that John has been dissociated from the church. And we as a church do not condone this. So we are telling the general public, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. No. I, uh, Pastor, are you saying that we should cover those things? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that that's your brother. Stand by him, stand by her. Whatever happens. I will say it till tomorrow. If they call me now as I'm preaching now, somebody just wants to say, ah, they found Dr. Keo in Casablanca and he's lying down like this and 75 women are on, on top of him. I say, eh, okay, I'm coming. I'll just step as a Hold mic. Drive down there. I say, my father, the anointing is upon you. Lay your hands on me. Let me carry you away from here. And I'll be taking him away. I say, Lord, I said, my father, as I'm going with you, please, can you pray for me? The prayer will work. You don't understand something. That's not the time for me to go on social media and say, I, Pastor Joel, hereby, on Father. Come on. There are people who change fathers anyhow. Hey, yeah. They change fathers. Say, yeah, this person is no longer my father. What did he do? Yeah. When I was in need. He did not come to me. He's no longer my father. He's no longer my spiritual father. So this person is now my spiritual father. It has happened to someone like that. He called one top man of God. I won't mention the name. Called him, called him, called him. That one, that's his spiritual father. That one did not answer the phone because he was busy somewhere. Then he now called another man of God, which I will not also mention the name. That man of God picked and said, "Ah, son, what is it? Now prayed for him. He said, okay. After that incident, he defathered his father. See, I'm no longer my spiritual father. This person is now my spiritual father. You are never his son. You are never his son. He said, you have many mentors and teachers, but you have one father. One father. I have mentors I go to when I get there, I put my head down. They pray for me. Everything. Lay hands, lay head. But I know who my father is. And he remains my father for life. I don't plan to change father. There's no point. It's a waste of time. I've identified him. I've found him out. And that, that's it. That's it. There's no point. I'm not changing any father. I don't even care. Even if, if I have, if I have, maybe my legs like this. And I go to Dr. K. And Dr. K lay hands and prayed. And nothing happened. Then I go to Pastor Paul. I'm 
Pastor Paul, lay hands and my legs straight. I said, thank you, sir. I said, my father, see what happened. I will not call him my father. For what? God has used him. He blessed me. But that doesn't make him my father. Do you know what a father is? So before you call someone your father, know and believe that that person carries what it is to deal. It's beyond all that. It's beyond that. So cultures have been influenced. Belief system has been influenced. Everything that relates to your humanity and spirituality has been influenced. And yet again, you find people with louder voices telling us how to run church, how to do stuff. There are people who believe that miracles are overrated and that miracles are no longer in vogue just because they have a loud voice. No, that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. And God has given you a healing ministry. God has given you a ministry that performs miracles, signs and wonders. And you're afraid to display it. You're afraid to talk about it. Because what would they think of me? What would they say of me? You go by and you, you just know that there's this healing anointing that comes with you. But you're afraid to, to, to display it in public. You're afraid to display it in public. Because what would they think of me? Seeing me praying for somebody, you know, by the roadside. What would they think of me? I don't want to appear on any social media. Well, come and take my video now and send it to Ninja Block or what do they call that thing? Sister Block. And then God can't find expression through you. And you can't dominate that space anymore. Then we leave it to those who have nothing to say. And then the one who staged miracles are the loudest voice. Stage miracles, stage also. I saw one the other day walking down the stairs and they say it was floating. I say, is this nonsense or nonsense? Walking down the stairs and then you hit the camera and then two people held your hand and then they showed the leg walking like this. And I was like, this is absolute nonsense. And they said the man of God was walking on air. Jesus. And check out the views. 50,000 views. 100,000 views. Comments. 25,000. Loudest voice. And then those people will now form, give those who have a bias already with the church credence to say this. Someone will now say, this is why I don't like going to church. This is why I don't like going to church. This is why all these pastors, they are fake. Fake, 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 fake pastors. Somebody has called me fake pastor before. It doesn't matter. They said words to Jesus. Said words to him. But that's, I'm not going to let that influence me in that space. Because in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established on the top of the mountains. And then they will say, let us go to the house of the Lord. This is where the solution is. This is where the solution is. There's no peace in the world, but there's peace in Jesus. The world cannot offer peace. United Nations cannot unite the nations. They cannot. Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation, but in me, you have peace. Stand to your feet. In me, you have peace. You have peace. My heart desire is that whatever limits you from doing what God wants you to do, it's high time you let go of those limits. And just this, embrace it once and for all that God desires for you to be great. In whatever space he has called you to. 
and then spend time to ask him the question how can i find greatness in this space in what you have called me to do how can i be your voice how can i be your voice forget about yourself how can i be your voice how can i be the one that is influencing the culture in this industry how can I be the one? What can I do? It's because you don't ask the right questions. That's why you're not getting the right answers. You're still concerned about what to eat and drink. No. No. Even without a job, you will eat and drink. If you come to my house, you will eat. Don't worry. But there are more important things. There are pressing things. That is beyond meat and, dr meat and drink. There are pressing things. There's an influence that needs to come upon the world. But first, the influence of God needs to come upon you so that it can influence your environment, influence your industry. You are in that business and that job for a reason that God puts you there. Not because you want a salary. No. He said, let him that stole steal no more. Let him walk so that he will have to give, not to eat. So that I will have to give. So you've been given to give to others. You've been blessed to be a blessing. And God has influenced you so that you can influence your world. In any sphere he has called you to. Academic, business, fashion, media. Anything he has called you to. You ask the right question. How can I be a major player here? Don't be afraid of them. No. How can I be a major? How can my song be the song that they are playing all over the world? How can when you ask questions like that and keep asking, the answer will come. The answer will come. How can my clothes be the clothes that senators are wearing, governors are wearing? How can my design, how can my brand, how can my food be what they are eating all over the world? Say, when will the queen order? A foriru from me. Eh, ciao. When will the queen order a foriru? These are the kind of questions you'll be asking. When will the queen say, I long for something from Africa in Nigeria and then it's you that they're looking for? You ask questions like that. How can my brand be the one because once it carries God and is going around the world, it's God that will be showing, not you. You don't you get the idea? He wants to show the world through you. Through you. How can what I carry, what I represent, go around the world and talk about God? And talk about God. There's this footballer, I think it's Pogba, I don't know who. Who they says after he finish, he takes off his shirt and, and they write Jesus or something on it. And all that. At one time it was the highest paid. One footballer like that. I, I saw it one time. I can't remember his name now. Anytime he scores a goal, he takes off his shirt. And then what you see is um, um, Jesus is Lord or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see Jesus is Lord or something like that. Do you know how many people saw that? Boldly declaring his faith without fear or favor. Without fear or favor. Boldly declare. Boldly declare. Then the Washington will come and give a speech and will tell you God first. Without fear or favor. Chadwick will come give a speech and will tell you God first. Without fear or favor. Do you think it's blood they wanted to blow? No. They were after the fact that there's a greatness inside of me that God had put there and that greatness must come out. Because when it comes out, he said that I know he will command his children and his children's children after me. I know. I know. When that becomes the reason you want to be great. It's just a matter of time. That greatness will come. It's just a matter of time. Lift your hands to heaven. Desire it. Desire it. Desire it. 
Desire it beyond your needs. Desire greatness beyond meeting your needs. Let it not be about your needs. Come on, let it not be about your needs. Let it not be about your needs. There's someone under the sound of my voice. You you know quite all right that when it comes to wealth, you have the feeling that God wants you to be extremely wealthy. When I mean wealthy, I mean extremely wealthy. Extremely wealthy. You've seen it a number of times. People have told you about it. But where it starts from, it's a desire beyond your needs. It's not to meet your need. It's not so that you buy the next car or buy, build, buy the next house or own properties. No. It's the influence that God wants to bring through that world that matters. Through that world. And the more you begin to focus on the influence of God, it's only a matter of time. You'll be a channel and that world will not bother you because you know the source. You know the source. You know the source. Lift your hands to him. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Anywhere that God has called you to to find expression. May your desire for God's influence to come upon you in that space be greater than the material expression in the name of Jesus. May you come to a place of revelation in God to seek and to know him completely and totally such that the influence of God rubs off on you completely and you carry that influence to a world and deliver a world that is oppressed, that is dying and that Jesus becomes glorified. The Lord bless you, keep you, protect you on all sides in the name of Jesus. The Lord caused this week for you to be the best week yet in the name of Jesus. Concerning the works of your hands, I speak by the Spirit of God. May the hand of God be upon everything that you do. Bring you to the place of prominence and influence. Bring you to the place of authority in the name of Jesus. May God connect you with people that matter that will bring you to the palace. Expose your idea to the world. I speak to someone. God will cause you to come in contact with someone that will expose what you carry to the world in the name of Jesus. By divine appointment, you will meet the person that will take what you carry, take what you do, and expose it to the world in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise and we give you glory. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Give him all the praise and give him all the glory in the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.